podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 Daily. It is your Thursday night show. I am only a couple of days to go into this massive game between Liverpool and City at Anfield. This show was brought to you by Paddy Power. It's a bookies, a website and an app. Please gamble responsibly and if you do so, try to do it with Paddy Power. Tonight the show was a little bit different. We've done a couple of kind of previews, people's views on it and stuff like that. But tonight um, what we're going to do is we're going to have a look back at old Liverpool City games, whether that be at Anfield or at the Etihad or anywhere else um, that we've played them. Your favourite goals, your favourite games, the ones you've been to, the ones you would have really liked to be at, all that sort of stuff. Random stuff is massively important tonight. We did ask for that uh, coming on for tonight's show, so if you have any random questions, absolutely throw them at us as well. And look, if if you want to talk about City and you want to talk about Liverpool a bit more and you have some opinions or you have some theories on what way it may go, absolutely throw them at us. My guest tonight is a regular listener and viewer to this show, and um, it's Barry Carr. Barry, my man, how are you? Good evening. Gav, it is a pleasure to be back. Good stuff, good stuff. Are you in good form? Because Chris was on, I think it was last night, Chris was on me, and he was literally at death's door. Uh, are you in Are you in better shape? I'm not at death's door, but I'm definitely battling something. Are you, uh, right, everyone seems to be having it. I had it as well. I was in a bad way this morning. I've recovered a little bit more. Chris Brack is there on there saying uh, he thinks this gang flu is terminal. <coughs> Listen. All we can do is hope that uh, Chris can last until Sunday and hopefully uh, we go and get the win. Toxic Calamari says good evening. He also says Mbappe 2020 is back on the timeline. Yeah, I've seen stuff like 215 million and Liverpool have that money just resting in their account waiting to make that move. Um, but look, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna, Barry, we're gonna talk about all Liverpool games, Liverpool versus City because, you know, it's a massive, it's the biggest, it's probably, it's, it's not the biggest fixture in the Premier League, I still think United and Liverpool are, but it's becoming the most important because of the way the two teams are. You know, But when you go back, it's probably 10 years since City got taken over with big money and they've progressed massively over those 10 years and we've had some really, really good games against them. But if you want to go back beyond that, you absolutely can. I probably will. So we're going to do that. Favourite goals, favourite games, you know, anything. Oh, there was there was something on our timeline today about um, Anfield atmospheres, you know, best one you've been at, best one you've seen on TV, one you wish you were, you, you were at as well. So there's loads of stuff to go in there. But as I said, the... Um, the uh, random stuff is very, very welcome to me. Also, in the last 10 minutes of this show, I want to get people to give me what their bet would be for the game at the weekend. We're trying to build this uh, charity bet for the weekend, Liverpool versus City. So I'll, I'll give you the heads up when that comes along. Um, let me see. Chris Brax says, top two are 4-3 at Anfield when 
Oh, sorry. His top two are Fortree at Anfield when Salah lobbed Ederson. The other is the League Cup semi-final victory 2-1 uh, with the Bellamy winner. I remember it well. Uh, Bellamy was absolutely brilliant last, um, that night as well. Glenner says, I was at the Etihad for Liverpool game. Nil all, dreadful game. Um, we want your best one, not the ones that depress you. Glenn, uh, let me see. John on YouTube says, Van Dijk and Origi not involved in training today. A little rest. It'll be fine. It'll, it'll be fine. Um, Toxic Calamari says, Kite winner at the Etihad. That was 08-09. It was one that actually popped into my head. But do you know what? We'll start off, Barry, because I have to give you, I have to give you, um, a show on this game as I do with all guests when we're running up the big games like this. And I always ask the same question. How are you feeling about it? What stage of nervousness are you, are you, are you, are you like Stephen that does be on this chat and he's like, no, what bashing these? What state are you in at the moment? Um, first of all, I just want to compliment you on your wall behind you. It is absolutely glorious. Thanks, thank you. Let's get that one out of the road first. That's, but, um, that's, um, that's with thanks to entire design. <coughs> Jimmy uh, gave me the designs to use to put on canvases. So a big shout out to him at entire design. He has some really, really good stuff. Get following that, fellas. Um, yeah, I watched on with intrigue last night at City's performance last night because you're absolutely hoping for. Kevin De Bruyne's leg get broke or something like that. <laughs> um, I just thought the way that game finished was uh, it was just a case of let's get out of here unscathed, uh, try and not lose any more players, and and try and get out of here without losing the game. And the the way they wasted those final seven minutes was an absolute act of of pure. Beauty. I mean, the one in the corners, one in the throws down the corner. They must have spent about five and a half of the seven minutes down in that corner. Um, expertly done. But I just want to say I'm more excited about this game than I am nervous. I think they're walking into the lion's den. I think the, the bus trip up to Anfield will probably be atrocious. Lively. Uh, God help them. I hope they've armoured that bus. I want to say, please, folks, restrain yourselves. Make it noisy. Make it smoky. Make it hard for the bus driver to see. But do not be launching any copperbergs at any buses this time, please. Uh, let's get them in the stadium, but make sure they're rattled. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm excited for this game. And we're, we're getting them at a good time. We're... We're at our absolute shithouse best, scraping wins against Leicester, Spurs, Arsenal, and Aston Villa. Yeah. How about how about them Reds? Yeah, and you know what? It it, it comes with another international break after it, and it's one way you can kind of leave everything out there. You know, I know players will go away on international breaks, but they'll still. It'll be the last game for Liverpool for two weeks, so it's one of those where you're not kind of looking going. Oh, we have a Genk or a, or a, or a Salzburg or, or Napoli or anything on a Tuesday night following it it's, or a Wednesday night it's going to be one of those where everything goes into this one uh, apparently uh, Virgil van Dijk is meeting the um, royal family the Dutch royal family so that's why he wasn't involved in training today ok cool he's off meeting royal families Chris that's Brack's, good reason yeah Chris Brack says he's halfway through Paul Tompkins book Mentality Monsters uh, 
is a really, really good read. Um, I, I wouldn't read that. Um, if, if there's a lot of stats in it, I won't read it. I can tell you that for nothing. Um, Dunno follows up with, with about the story about the, uh, Dutch Royal family. So it's one of those. Uh, Chris says with the quality of this team, these sorts of games should be relished, not feared. I'm absolutely relishing it, you know, by my, uh, prediction last night. Let me see. Do, do the Dutch Royal family knight people? Will will Virgil come back, Sir Virgil? No, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think they're are they just like a, a, st- a figure of the state or whatever it is. You know, it's one of those. Like I don't know. I, ju- I genuinely don't know. Like you've caught me on the hop there. I, I don't usually read up on the royal Dutch family, the Dutch royal family before I come on to the show. Um, let me say, to- Toxic says uh, what he's trying to say is launch all the Copperbergs you want. Um, I don't know if he's saying oh. that, but we, uh, if Toxic's gonna, if, if anyone launches Copperbergs, the chances are it was Toxic that done it. How, how about that? Chemical Kev Toxic's says, uh, a big mixed berry fan. Alright. Oh, big mixed berry fan. Well, then he shouldn't be throwing them away. Um, <laughs> Chemical Kev says for all their money, this current squad looks shaky. There is issues there, Kev. I'm gonna be honest with you. I said this last night. I think there is issues. I think, the culmination of it being with Laporte out and he's actually gone with a mid, he looks like he'll go with a midfielder instead of an actual, you know, centre half, um, in the centre half position. Which Ro- one will it be? Will it be Rodri or Fernandino? Well, well, you see, the thing is, Rodri is, Rodri is considered a doubt. He's only back in training apparently. He's back out on the training pitch. I'd be very surprised if he risks Rodri in this, um, the game that the pace is going to, the pace that the game is going to go But as you say, it's, inter- it's international break. So. Yeah, but, but what's, what I mean by that is I don't, not, not injury wise, I mean, a fella that's been out for, it's a couple of weeks now, he's coming back, he's probably had two, three days sharpness. training, sharpness, and uh. you, you, you're weakening your, he's a good player, but you're weakening your, the, probably the intensity your team can have, the mobility around the pitch, he's probably not going to be going in at full throttle and everything because he's worried about, you know, pulling, the, I think it was a hamstring he done, was it, or a groin, I think it was a hamstring, but, I'd be very surprised. I think you go with Fernandinho at centre half with John Stones, I think. Um, which for me just, what does it say to the other guy there that I don't rate? Um, his name's gone completely on my head. Otamendi. Otamendi. Um, what does it say to him, you know? He's a centre half that's been around years. Um, he's won, he's won leagues with City and, and they're putting 34, 35 year old Fernandinho in, in there instead of him. Um, Connor says, any word on Rocky for you? I haven't got to it. I tried to watch it on Sunday night and then something come up so I, I didn't get to it. Uh, Toxic says, Ro- Rodri is injured, so he's going to be in the starting 11, uh, injured in those, um, little, um, what you call them points you put on the end of each, each, uh, he's, he's messing a few of the, uh, <coughs> syringe emojis. Is, is, is that what you're trying to suggest? Yeah, no, Toxic? no, he, yeah, talk, and he also says mind games by city. I don't know if it's mind games. Um, I think Klopp will have his team that he wants to pick and I think he'll have him prepared for all, all eventualities. Whether that Rodri does play, whether he actually goes with Otamendi and, and Stones and puts Fernandinho in midfield because Rodri won't make it. Whether David Silva doesn't look like he'd be there, so he'd be, he'd be, he'd be trying to equip the team and and have them ready for, regardless of whatever, whatever comes out of the city. Because, let's be honest, if they hadn't got the injuries, you'd still be trying to guess who they were going to play anyway. You know that kind of way? Uh, Chris says, I think January will be massive. All of the traditional top six could deal with a player or two. We'd like one more attacker. City do need more defenders. Spurs and Man United need loads. Yeah, but January is traditionally a very, very hard place to... Um, Imagine Leicester spent some money. Well, they have it. Because they never they never went and spent all that Harry Maguire money from... from they got a check for 89. Yeah, and up front. 
Uh, but the thing is, you, you can get robbed in January, especially if someone knows you've a load of money in your back pocket. Not this year. Not this year with the amount of quality players running the contracts down. You could nip into Spurs and get somebody top class. Well, they could do that. I know Vertonghen's out of favour and looking at Spurs. Aldevoirle's in his last year. You have a you have a couple of players there that yeah you might pick up, but we'll have to wait and see. The, 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 January usually promises much and delivers very very little. Liverpool versus Man City. Um, and Barry, <coughs> is there any yeah. game that stands out for you? Whether it be one you were at, one you watched on TV, one that's just so memorable that when you think of Liverpool versus Man City, you think that's the game. Um, just to be to be obvious about. It. The one I was at, I was at the Etihad in, I think it was 2017, mm. uh, James Milner penalty, uh, and then a quick reply by Aguero, and finished 1-1, and Lalana misses the sitter of the century. Oh, I, yes. I was right above it. I was right above it, and I could not believe he missed it. So that, for me, was one. That was us, you know, still coming coming through, um, putting our stab on getting top four place and it was a big result and I've come, come away from there thinking yeah this is a this is a proper team now and on the way to challenging this city team so that that one for me stood out it was a, a belter of a game as well um, getting to ones at Anfield it's hard to get away from the 4-3 the 4-3 for a period just after the 50th minute abs Absolutely poleaxed them. Yeah. Absolutely mowed them. Yeah. And I mean, that, that was the, the foundation of what we did to them then, uh, in March, then in the Champions League. So, that was a big one. It's actually, Handon City, their first defeat of that season was, was major. And I think that's also led to our, you know, consistent challenge of, to them ever since. Yeah, it's a massive one. To be honest with you, like you said there, it laid the foundation for what we done in in the Champions League. The Salah goal at the Etihad, when we when we we weren't good in the first half, City get a goal in the second minute, and it's it makes it three one in aggregate, and they think oh we're onto something here. Liverpool hold out and slightly get back in the game as the as the half goes on, and then the second half starts, and you know Chamberlain to Chamberlain to was a Chamberlain to Mane, yeah, through the legs. He should have probably had a, a penalty, and it drops to Salah. He takes a touch, and as I think it might have been Otamendi, uh, came across. He just dinged it was, him. It was the um, first time he did that finish as well. It was the first time he did the dink. And he, he, he kept it. trying it then, didn't he, for for a good few weeks afterwards? But sure, yeah, he did it against West Brom. He did it against Roma. He was doing it every time he got there. Yeah, after every that. time he got it, he was looking for so, the, for the dink. Yeah. But that one, when that went in, just do you know what, like. I remember I was I watched it at home and I just went absolutely berserk and then watching the replays back and you can just see the Liverpool fans, especially when they showed it in slow motion, there was just bodies everywhere because they knew that was it. And Liverpool enjoyed themselves for the rest of the game and Firmino topped it all off then. And then even after the game you could there was videos on Twitter of lads outside the Eddie had and I think it might have been a Burnley fan who was walking past and could hear this singing yeah. from the Liverpool fans and yeah. they, they, they knock her up a couple of levels and, and you can hear You're, him even saying fair fucks to them, you know. That, that's, you have to come down a couple of flights of stairs and Eddie had so... You're singing for a long time getting out of that stadium. Yeah, it's just these are all these are all together for quite a long time getting out of there. So that memory, that's what 
that memory was just, was just madness. Uh, Toxic says 3-2 in 2014 at Anfield. What a game. Yeah, that's the game where Sterling scores early. I think Skirtle gets a second. And we're all over them. And we should be out of sight at half-time. They get back. They're brilliant in the second half. And the player that changes for them, funny enough, was James Milner on the day. Um, he comes on and he starts playing little triangles around us, down the sides of us. I know we get one back through David Silva. And then I think it might have been an own goal by Glenn Johnson. Made it 2-2. And then Coutinho pops up after that company mistake. And I genuinely thought that day, that's it. Liverpool are going on to win this title. Oh, yeah. I was... I was bawling my eyes out that day. That's how we done it. Yeah, I thought it was done. I, I genuinely <laughs> did, and you know, and then um, it's ah look. But what a game that was! That just went Liverpool completely on top, City completely on top, and looking like they could probably go and win it. Yeah. And then Liverpool's uh, grab it at the end. It was just, I suppose it was, it, it just, I suppose it, it just symbolised the season, didn't it? The way it went, the way Liverpool Liverpool were that day, and the way they were all that season it was just mayhem. From start to finish in every game, it was mayhem. It was just the weight of momentum, just the 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 rate of wins Liverpool were on at that stage. They just they did believe they could keep going, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, just to follow, follow on from that one, the following season we we do it again. Philippe Coutinho pops up again, and um, Henderson scores the same <laughs> funny, day. Funny story about that one. Um, goal goes in. And I'm celebrating, and sister comes in and filming me, and she just catches me in the act of just screaming and flinging my head forward, going, "What an effing player!" Yeah, Coutinho that day. Henderson gets a belter as well, doesn't he? Yeah, Henderson gets a fourth one. Henderson scores a, a belter of a first goal. Yeah, I think uh, it's, and, and then, they're both similar goals because Henderson comes inside off the left and bends one in the top corner, and then Coutinho comes in off the left as well, doesn't he? And bends one. The two very similar well, goals, if I remember right. Well, Joe Hart's left flailing for both of them. That's yeah, that, that's all. That, that's all that matters. Because um, he's a fucking terrible goalkeeper. Let's be honest about it. Um, and I don't know what anyone ever seen him. I really don't. Uh, Chris Brack says I think Klopp's first league win was the four-one at the end. He had made people sit up and pay attention. We tore him apart that day. That's isn't that the ones? Um, the, the Bobby's first goal. Uh, Bobby's first. Um, Coutinho gets one. Yeah. Um, Coutinho back heel from every chan. Yeah, and, and, and that's girls volley. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was, it was that and was, who was the centre half? The centre half got the own goal. He was the big money signing. He was that big. He ended up on long Mangala. 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 That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Lucas gives it away to Aguero near the end of the first half, and they get one back to make it three-one. But like you said, Skirtle smashes in a volley. Uh, let me see. Is this the first time we're favourites going into a game of Pepsi? He asked Carl. Um, oh no. I don't know. I wouldn't have thought so. I don't, I don't think so. No, um, I don't think I, so. I'd say, I'd say it was very, very close last season with that nil all draw. I'd say we were very close in the betting. But no, I'd say, you know, I'd say it's been close though. I wouldn't say, could you see teams being like odds on, proper big odds on odds? I don't, I, I really don't know. Um, but I, in the bookies market, I, would Liverpool be slight? I would say they're slight favourites for this for this Sunday in the bookies market. I haven't looked it up, but I'd say I haven't looked. But I'd say they're slight favourites. Even, even with ten, yeah, even mm. even with City's maybe even with City's problems. City eleven to eight, maybe. Yeah. yeah, 
even with City's problems, I, 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 I still see the betting being very, 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 very well, close. City's problems at the back, their their attack is is still intact. You know, that's fine. Yeah, well, well, that's the thing. If if they can get the ball into the middle to top end of the pitch, that the. the, the they they've no issue, you know that kind of way. The mm-hmm. problem they have is, is how much they commit. You see in Pep last season with uh, a full team to pick, and he came to Anfield and he he looked for the draw and he went out to get that draw and he nearly won it. But I think it would have been undeserved if he won it. But we'd have to wait and see what he does on Sunday. Um, Kevin Sullivan says Coutinho and Bobby Tor Mangala, Mangala a new one that day. They did. They ran all over them. Uh, let me see. Stephen Kingsley said six nil at home in October ninety five after winning four nil. Days earlier at Anfield in the League Cup. Jeez, that's a great memory, Stephen. Yeah. That's 20. What's that? Very different yeah. Man City and very different Liverpool then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 95, 96 Liverpool would have been, would have been very, very good in 95, 96. Kevin says, uh, he says that he reckons the betting will be even on the day. The bookies say that they are favourites, says Lax. Um, so that's interesting. If anyone wants to take up the, Get me up the odds. I'll get them up on Paddy Power now, and we can have a look at them. Absolutely no problem. But quick question: Is has anyone taken the four to nine about Aston Villa in the Carabao Cup yet? Aston Villa are four to nine. Yeah. To beat us nine to four on. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I take it. What we <laughs> must be three to one, then are we in that game? Uh, not as big as that, but yeah, it'd be yeah, close enough. It's, yeah. You know, but you'd be absolutely taking four to nine. Well, Chris Brack says Paddy Power <laughs> have LFC eight to five, Man City six to four, and a draw five to two. So City go in as favourites. No, City? Liverpool go in as favourites. Okay, Liverpool go in. One, two, four. Yeah, the, City will go in basically one and a half to one. Liverpool are one and three fifths to one. So yeah, one point six and one point five. So they have City down as favourites going into this one, which is very surprising considering Liverpool's home record and of course the issues uh, City have. If people have random comments, random questions, throw them in. We have about 10 minutes left, so it is time now for your random questions. Throw them at us. I know Barry likes them. I love them. And um, we can do a few minutes on that. Any other games? Um, random question. Mm. Random question for you, Gav. Mm. Would you rather have breakfast items in the evening or dinner items in the morning? Oh, breakfast items in the morning. No, sorry, breakfast oh. items in the evening or dinner items, obviously evening items in the morning. Um, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with evening items in the morning because I'm thinking. Oh. I'm thinking. I'll tell you why I'm thinking that. How many times have we all been out, had a few drinks, came home with some sort of takeaway, which will probably be considered an evening item? And you've eaten it the mm. next day with a hangover and loved it. So mm. you, you could kind of, yeah, you could you could survive on that, couldn't you? Well, what would you go with? Oh, um, all over a mixed grill in the evening time. Yeah, crisps, crisps, sausage, here. bacon, Chris. egg, pudding, <laughs> chips, beans. Whack it all on the evening. Okay. Um. Well, toxic and crisp back you up. They say both say breakfast items in the evening, but um, I don't know if you've thought that through, lads. You know, you're limited in the breakfast items, aren't you? You know? Oh, there's a, there's quite a variety. Dunno says, how long do you cook a large boiled egg? What's your system, I suppose, for cooking a large boiled egg? Mine is pot of water, boil it until it's properly boiling, 
drop the egg in, three minutes, 15 seconds, take it back out, your job's done. Easy. But, but throw it into boiling water. People put it in cold water and let it boil. Now, straight into boiling water, three minutes, three minutes up to about three minutes, 15 seconds. Time it on your phone and just whip them straight out and they're, they're proper good. Does that get hard boiled, Gav? Hmm? Because I can't be having runny. I can't be having runny eggs. No, it just comes out nice. Just comes just out nice. nice, just nice, yeah. Um, yeah. Stephen Kingsbury says nothing better than a bowl of cornflakes at 10 p.m. That's a fair oh, point. Right. That is a fair point. Well, I done that last night um, actually. Any, any, cornflakes was a special K, but it was, you know, same difference. There's some crazy dude at work that sticks the cornflakes in the microwave. Yeah. Oh, do you yeah. know what I hate? Do you know what I hate? You know, and I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't abide by this. But you ever see people that make a cup of tea and forget it, and they just whack it in the microwave to heat it back up? Do you know what I've done? I can't, I can't, I can't. No. Do you know what I've done though? Go on. Made a cup of tea, but I've known I've had to go do a job, right? So what I do is I, I, I stick it back in, I stick it in the oven, say the re- residual heat of the oven. Really. You know, Twenty minutes later, it's still perfect cup of tea. Yeah, but you can't just stick. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us with whole fruits and organic veggies plus type two collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. The oven on because you're making a cup of tea and you might need to you, go. You've made the cup of tea. You're going to come back to it cold. What are you going to do? So you you Dude, turn on the oven. That, you heat up the oven. Dumping. No, no, it's, uh, it's only just because the oven was on. Oh, okay. So you're, not, you're, not, you're not lashing on the oven just <laughs> to make a cup of tea. I've, I've had I've had breakfast and I've had tea, but the tea isn't hasn't been touched yet because it's too hot. So I've had to get up and do a job. I know I have to go out and leave the house. I still want my cup of tea, so I just stick in the oven with the residual heat. It's still perfect. Mm. Kev says breakfast chow mein or an evening sausage and egg toasty. That's a very, very good question as well. But the argument I can make is you can just go into the, the, the takeaway on the way home, buy some sausages, and have them the next morning. Because sausages are, I suppose you'd have to rule out sausages in, in the morning, wouldn't you? Because they are probably a breakfast staple. Uh, let me say, chin mate. Chinmay asks, most optimum time to have beers in a day. Um, so what time is the best, what time of the day would you, would you go for? What is, do you what find best having a beer? <coughs> I'll have a beer any time of the day. Like, I, I'm, like, to be honest with you, if I'm flying to, say, Liverpool and the flight's at half six in the morning, I'm in that airport at four. Mm. And I, I literally, I, I, I live 15 minutes from Dublin airport. I could leave, literally leave my house at half four in the morning I'd be in departures at quarter to five and I'd be through security and up at the bar at five and if it was a half six flight I could probably leave the house at half five in the morning but I'd go up there at four simply so I can go out into the smoking area have a cigarette and have a, a, one or a couple of points before I go I'll drink at that time I'll drink a, I love a wedding I love a wedding all day I really do and yeah, and I love weddings that I love weddings where people aren't really that religious and they don't like churches, so they have the ceremony in the in the hotel. They're the best. Oh yeah, they're the best. Yeah. So um, yeah, we, weekend pastor. Yeah, I was at a wedding and uh, 
checked into the checked into the hotel, got some cans, a couple of cans in the room, mm-hmm. and then down to the reception. So you're talking it was it was half two in the afternoon when I started. Yeah, and I love it. And, All day. I I love it. And you, and you know nice what? Pace, nice after, pace after the after the result came in uh, at five to five on Saturday afternoon. It kept going. Oh, absolutely. It went up a notch or two, I'd say. Carl Duff says, random question, why aren't jacket potatoes more popular? They're lovely. And you think. Because they're the, bloody hard. You think because the hips. Just, you think they're the bloody hips hard was, to make. You think the hipsters will be all over them. What's, what is the, what is there to a jacket potato? Tell me. It's, you know, wrap it in tin foil and whack it in the oven for like an hour and ten minutes. Ah, but you see. Do, I, I, I got. I got told you can just, um, so they don't have to be as long in the oven. If you stick them in the, if you pierce them with a, with a knife all over the top and stick them in the microwave for t- uh, 10 minutes and then throw them in the oven, you don't need them in the oven as long. So there's a tip for you. Um, Chris says, uh, let me see. Oh, the people that heat, we're going back to the people that heat up tea. Um, those people are pure evil, says Chris. Worst is the people who make tea with the milk forced. Yeah, listen, the tea bag has to go in, the water has to go in, the tea bag has to come out, the milk then goes in and then sugar if you want it. Um, so yeah, it's one of those. Uh, little or Aldi says Dunno. Um, Aldi, please. Uh, Aldi's more fun. I find Aldi more fun. I know, I think it's even more fun at the tail. You know, when, they wait till there's about 84 people in the queue and they open up and, and then they open up the next one. And then the woman oh. serves about three people and then pisses off again. Because <laughs> she's gone uh, back down to unload a lorry. You know what I mean? It's one of those. I had, brilliant. I had five items clinging to my chest and there was a lady with an absolutely wedged trolley. I mean, the stuff was falling out of the trolley. And she let the fella in front of me go. He had, left, he, he had maybe six or seven items, so a couple more items than me. But then she just, she just, Pie me off she went straight onto the counter. Yeah, no, it's it's um horrible moment. For like uh Chris Brack likes Aldi, uh Dunno likes little for beer. I have never really been in there, Dunno for, for beer. In Aldi they do a good range of stuff, but I just think Aldi's fun. I love the middle here's, oil. Here's the middle oil down you. the back with all the random stuff. And you for your um yeah, go less on. than a euro cans, are you Galahad or Excelsior? Neither. Um, there's, what? Yeah, there's. Uh, this is this is Aldi, isn't it? Well, uh, Aldi's version is Galahad, and Lidl's is Excelsior. Right. So in, in Aldi, um, I came across one, and I'm nearly sure it's called Saint Etienne. I'm nearly sure it's called Saint Etienne. And what color is the can? White, with kind of gold, mm-hmm. gold writing on it. You know, um, gold and red. If I remember right, Saint Etienne, I think it's called. Is it a larger? Yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely. Um, what the, price is it? Sixty cent a can, probably. Ah. Yeah, about that's that. That's And then they had they had a wheat beer in Aldi, which was like a brown bottle with an orange sticker on it, which was great. Um, and then there was another one which they done a pilsner and a kind of wheat beer version of the, it. And the 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 and needle's not bad that's the pilsner yeah i think this is it's one of those backers one of the backers um but it's 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 uh it's good uh but aldi down the middle oil i've come out with all sorts of stuff like genuine i'll come home and my wife will be like you're never going to yeah like, oh, slow cookers yeah be in the shed uh, i use a slow cooker every week dehumidifiers yeah all sorts of stuff i i come home and say to my wife like oh they had like a jacuzzi down there 
And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, you can't, you can't just go buy in jacuzzis. And uh, I was like, yeah, but it was a great deal, you know. And, you know, double blow-up beds and stuff. Mad stuff, but um, I kind of... Yeah, absolutely mad stuff. Like, <laughs> um, Aldi German Pilsner is really nice. Chris does a, does a Pilsner, but does a, they also do a kind of a wheat beer version of it as well. It's a, I can see it. it's like a, nearly a black bottle with a gold label on it, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's really, really good. Um, any more random questions? Absolutely throw them in. I love stuff like heating up tea and eating sausages at night, and you can't eat special K in the morning anywhere or anything like that. I love all that stuff. So if you have any more of them, um, we'll go for another 10 minutes. We'll be very, we've, sure we've nowhere else to be, have we? No, that's right. I'm on my own. Yeah, so, so am I. So, um, mm. yeah, we'll do another 10 minutes. What I'll do is, uh, tomorrow night, Friday night, I'll leave the bets until tomorrow night. We'll have a good look at them tomorrow night, all right? Um, Barry, before any more random questions come in, and they will come in, because I, I've full and utter faith in um, in the lads watching here on the live chat, going to ask you a question, and I'm, I'm going to ask all the guests. I do it every week when this game's coming up. Give me a lineup for Liverpool and give me a prediction. Um, going to be rather boring. It's just going to be all the lads, isn't it? The the midfield is only quandary. Um, I'm well tempted to put Ox in, but I just think he'll just revert to default settings mm-hmm. and it'll be, be Neil Henderson and Wayne Alden. Mm-hmm. And a good thing is uh, Henderson got a rest. Uh, Fabinho got his rest on Saturday. He got the full 90 against Genk. Uh, I think Wayne Alden got the full 90 and wasn't... Uh, he, he took it easy. He was taken back on, on Tuesday night. And um, Salah getting the 80 was good. I, I was happy to see that. He's definitely ready for a, a crack at City. And I think he's just ready to absolutely, you know, he's he's ready to unload the like, twos and threes and teams now going forward. You know, I would, I'd be fearful if I was like a, a, a Palace or a Brighton, you know. Yeah, he's, right now. he's coming into that so, form. Um, I think uh, Gomez just hasn't done enough to 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 work his way into my team. So I'm um just going with Trent Lovren, Van Dyke, and Robertson. Okay, and a prediction for me. Uh, super confident. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we'll have an absolute grip of them. So um, not I'm not keeping a clean sheet because we're, we're just not keeping clean sheets. So I think uh, the likes of a um, a De Bruyne might pop up with a, a long range one so I'm going to say 3-1 ok it's a very popular score um, I'm being honest with you a lot of people have asked are coming up with 3-1 they feel Liverpool have goals in them but they also feel that City as, because they are so good and you have to say they are good um, they, they will find a way of scoring one, especially with us yeah. being um, you know uh, 3 is it 3 clean sheets in 18 games a season or something I read or heard somewhere uh, but does does that worry you at all? Because I think an, an awful lot of people are making more out of that than what it is. Do you know what? It doesn't worry me. I think if we had 15 clean sheets in 18, you'd be you'd be kind of waiting for a bubble to burst and go, what oh, this could yeah. be this week weekend. Whereas it could be the opposite. Now, don't get me wrong. City could go out and score three on Sunday. They could. You know, um, they could score three. They could score two. We, we might go and score three and four and beat them. But I think if you're waiting for a bubble to burst, it can it can have that effect on fans, I suppose, more than the players because they'd be uber comf- uber confident going into a game like that. But 
it might be a weekend where we just go, no, we're not fucking conceding now. This is, you know, if we're going to make our mark, we're going to make our mark on both ends of the pitch. So it could be one of those. But 3-1 is a very, very um, popular score. Uh, Chris Brack has changed his prediction to a mad 4-2 win for Liverpool. Couple of um, random questions. I did see Chris saying that uh, his mate went to, I think it was Little or Aldi, uh, to get bread and come back with four wetsuits. <laughs> that genuinely that can happen. Um, Kevin Sullivan says we use a lot of Aldi tools in the garage stuff. You always lose screwdrivers, lump hammers, face testers, plus the oddball stuff. Some of it is alright. Yeah, I do loads of that. Um, Dunno says McMuffin, yes or no? McMuffins, Barry, go. Sausage and egg McMuffin, yes. Okay, so they do the. They they do a double McMuffin and a normal McMuffin, am I correct? Yes, they do. Okay, so on the standard McMuffin, is it just sausage and egg, or is it just one thing, like sausage? It's, it's a sausage patty mm. and a flat egg. Okay, and then... Between a muffin. Yeah, and then the, what's the double McMuffin? Do you get something extra? Two patties of okay, sausage. Okay, right. Well, do you see, that, that's why I'm asking, because I always go in and ask for the double one. The simple reason being, I'm not a big egg eater. So I do go in and go, can I get a double McMuffin, but I just want sausage and bacon, please. And they do it for you. Do you have the touchscreen in your local McDonald's? Yes, but I stay away from it as much as I possibly can. Oh, really? Why? Because it's it's ridiculous. You know, just go up and tell the woman what you want, and she goes and gets it. Oh, but you can customise on the touchscreen. Yeah, but I'm not customised. I'm in there to get a McMuffin, mate. I'm not in there to fucking <laughs> type my life story, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, by the time I press menu, find McMuffins on a customiser, I've gone up to that man or woman and said, double McMuffin, no egg, just add bacon, and they go and get it and they come back. You know what I mean? Um, it might be handy okay. when it's really full. The place is full and you can do that, and I don't know if they skip the queue or what. I really don't know. Um, what's the... Sorry, Chris Brack says a breakfast wrap for me from McDonald's. Never seen them, but I will go and investigate. Uh, somebody else asked there, the worst meal you've ever made. Have you have you ever made a meal and thought that is horrendous? Me, personally. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah I, have, I have done some really <laughs> shoddy things, yeah. Okay. You know, you just you go over-ambitious and you just, you, you, you've, you've gone out of your depth altogether. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've done that. I'm a decent. I'm a decent cook. I have to say, I like trying new things, and I, I, I went. I did go through a phase with frozen pizzas. You know, like your Goodfellas pizzas from the, from the supermarket. I went through a phase of just deciding that these should only take seven to eight minutes to cook, and just taking them out of the seventy minutes, biting into them. They were still cold, and going, "What the fuck is wrong with this pizza?" It clearly says on the back of the box, you know, fifteen to eighteen minutes, but. I was just refusing to have it, so nine minutes it was getting max, and I, I must have done a half a dozen times until I thought, will you stop? You know, you're now trying to eat cold, fucking frozen, it's still frozen. You know, you've given it eight minutes in the oven, so, but cucumbers, I've never, I've never cooked something and handed, handed it over to someone and thought, that's horrendous, I genuinely haven't. Uh, Chris Brack is getting extra hash browns. Not a massive fan of the hash browns in McDonald's, and the tea is appalling. Let's be honest about it. Um, as an Irish the, person, the, the, the hash browns are a tad greasy at McDonald's. No one criticism of them. Yeah, um, and as an Irish person, you know, if the tea is not right, it just ruins everything. It can ruin your day, you know. But I yeah. believe, the, I believe the coffee at McDonald's is amazing. So the, the, the coffee's unreal at McDonald's. Mm. I don't drink coffee, but I heard, um, I heard it and, is uh, good. Collect your stubs and you get free. You know, your seventh coffee will be free. Oh, very good, very good. Does that mm. apply to tea? 
I would say all have beverages, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Abo says, if City turn up to play a game, we'd have a true measure of how we've much we've improved. Not like United and Everton who killed the game. That's a fair point. Um, a true measure of how City regressed as well. Well, you, you, if they turn up and try to play with the team they have there, they are missing one or two that are massive for them. I think Laporte is after. I think Laporte's the most important player, bar, probably Bar Sterling. I genuinely believe that he, he's that good for them because when you're putting centre midfielders in to replace them because you don't trust the other centre has A, to defend and B, to defend with each other. You need, you haven't to put a midfielder in there to talk him through a game. It's, it's bad form. Uh, Barry's or Lions T, says Kev O'Sullivan. That's a big question. What are you going with? Well, I am Barry, so obviously I'm going for Lions. <laughs> I was tired you going to say, well, uh, no, no one can, no one can fucking, <laughs> you know, it has to be Barry. Um, I, I don't see the massive difference in the two of them. I'm going to be honest. It's, it's your pyramid teabag or your square teabag. Yeah, well like then, that. whatever one, who has the square one? Barry's. Right, well, Barry's is the man. Then. Uh, the pyramid mm-hmm. teabags, it all fucking goes in the cup and it all gets squashed to the edge of the cup and then just taken out. Um, my my woman has a has the habit of the amount of, of um, busting the tea bag, so every the bottom of every teacup is absolutely laced with tea leaves. Yeah, does it? Does so it? You spit out you spit out the last mouthful of tea <laughs> every time. Well, I don't I don't know as much difference, but I do prefer a square tea bag. And to be honest with you, you can give me any tea bags; just put them in the kitchen and I'll use them. You know, um, Dunno says cork one. The cork one is is that is one of them from uh, cork. I don't know. Is one of them tea bag makers from Cork? I don't. I don't really know. Um, it must be Barry's because Kev is from down that way, and he says, "Good lad, don't know." Barry's the the box is long. red, so maybe it's Cork one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't care where it comes from. Does anyone remember the flav- the coffee flavored club biscuit bars from the eighties and nineties? Says Stephen Kingsley. Absolutely not. I don't know. Um, I can't I imagine that was a big seller. The cl- is this the club milk? Like the yellow club milk bar, is this what he's talking about? You know your, you know your thick, you know the, the short club bar that comes, you know, big multi pack. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but it did. I, I, I don't. I can't say I've tasted the coffee flavored one. No, either have I. I, I do. I, I did prefer the the Cabri's, the Cabri's version of it, which was the purple snack. It was called purple snack, wasn't it? And um, the small mm. little purple snack. Um, I much preferred that. I have to be honest with you. Um. I think that's the end of the random questions. We've covered Liverpool and City and our favourite stuff and we've um, we've just had a nice night of it tonight. Um, I'll be back on tomorrow night at 10. Uh, I'll organise a guest tomorrow and we'll have to do a proper look at where both teams stand going into the weekend. There won't be a show on Saturday. The Fatback 4 will be back on Sunday, only on YouTube though. Um, it won't be on Periscope. It will be only on YouTube. So the main Fatback 4 show on Sunday nights now will only be available on YouTube. So if you are going to listen to it live or watch it live, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And um, all the other all the other daily shows will be on Periscope and YouTube. But we're just going to we're just going to move the Fatback 4 to uh, YouTube only. Um, Chris Back says he misses the original Milky Way chocolate bar much better than the crap white scent that we have now. I haven't had one in years, mate. Uh, the Stubby Club Bar was lovely. Used to get them um, in the bar as a kid. I genuinely think the purple snack was better. I, I really, really do. Before we go, Barry, um, if I was to ask you to give me a bet for the weekend, and I know I will look for this tomorrow, what would you, what would you go with? Um, 
now, now, just just uh, to let you know, this is the way I'm breaking it up now. I'm putting ten euros on a realistic bet, right? Yeah. Uh, like nearly, like not even money, but not far off it. I'm, like a search. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm putting five euros on something that maybe seven, eight to one, and then I'm putting five euros on something that might be between say fourteen and twenty to one. That's the way I'm doing it. So you can choose any kind of area you want there to give me an idea. I want to throw some controversial right now. Just okay. after the events of last weekend, mm-hmm. I think it would be an absolute last resort that VAR is used this weekend. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Well, they'll have to use it if there's a goal to check it for offside. They will have to. If there's a penalty show, you'll have to use it. But I'll put it to this way: If someone's fouled on the halfway line and the other team and the, the other team goes up and scores, they won't check it. They won't overrule it like yeah. a regular Anfield. That's the way our, our old Trafford. Sorry, that's the way I think it yeah. is. So, are you telling me that you wanted a bet along the lines of VAR will not overturn something, something along them lines? No, if, if my my whole theory is, I think they won't use VAR unless it's absolutely necessary. So, um, going out, to stay away out, from out, that. Outside, outside the offside and penalty things, because they well, have to use it there. Quite, they, they won't overturn much. How's that? They won't overturn much. Mm, that's what I'm saying. They won't overturn. I can't see them overturning a goal that. If we got another, if we got another Firmino, if we got another Firmino style goal, I think it won't get overturned. Like uh, there at the weekend, it was it was flagged offside, wrongfully flagged offside because mm. you, you're you're meant to play on there. So if we got something like that, and again it's his armpit, I think they got, they were going to give it next yeah. time around. A- Andy from Andy from the Trippers last night was on was on onto us in the WhatsApp group, and he was talking about this, and he was like, "What's all the controversy about?" He ended up talking to some guy from ESPN who explained center of gravity and um, parallel lines with that, and and it went over my head because I thought, lads, center of gravity, just fucking mark where his knee is and draw a line straight down and mark where and draw a line across from there and if it's basically any part of Firmino's body is past that he's offside we've seen hands being offside you know the kind of way so um yeah it, Kamara did it on Golden Sunday like he he put the piece of paper up next to it and just it wasn't straight yeah no it just doesn't make sense uh, Chris Brax is 4-2 win Mane wins a penalty and Fernandinho to be sent off Kevo Sullivan says, did anything come out with the big VAR meetings with Northern Premier League managers this week? Haven't heard anything. I can't see them talking much about it. I think you may see comments like, oh, it went quite well and we had it was constructive and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, lads, and this is the only thing I'm going to say on VAR until I get annoyed about it again. Before VAR, okay, there was 50-odd thousand people in the ground and one man was making decisions, Okay. And you mm-hmm. didn't know why he was making those decisions. VAR mm-hmm. is in now, and there's 50,000 people in that ground. They're searching, they're looking at a screen to see what decision that man in the middle has made, along with another man that you don't know who it is, and you don't know why they've made them decisions. VAR has done nothing, lads. Apart from offside, which is now being looked at, and it's getting a bit hairy, and penalties where you're going, should we just argue about that down the pub anyway? It's, it's, to me, it's gone nowhere. It's really gone nowhere, and it's going to take a hell of a lot to change my mind on it. Um, how many goals have you seen scored with an armpit? None. Um, but but it, but listen, I've seen. Didn't Spurs have a fellow with his, har- his arm offside? You know, it's it's it, lads. It's all over the shop. Just 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 listen. 
be safe in the knowledge that it's all over the shop and it won't upset you as much because that's I'm literally at that stage now. It is completely and utterly a farce. And that's that. And if anyone wants to argue with me, drop me an email to lfcdaytrippers at gmail.com. I would take your details and I would genuinely come on a show and argue with you for an hour over it. Genuinely. Um, the, the, the Delhi Alley handball can happen. And so it's no surprise. One of its biggest supporters, Jamie Carragher, is now starting to turn on it. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's a mess. And, uh, uh, it's, it's, look. People said it was going to take all oh, the argument, and, and a big argument for it was, oh, I'll take out that argument in the pub afterwards, and it'll take out the the controversy and 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 the discussion, and you know, and the the, the not even bantering in pubs, more you know, debate, and it hasn't. We're debating more than we ever have, and it's simply we're we're literally just instead of one referee making a decision in his own head and not telling us why. We've two referees making decisions in their own head and not telling us why. That's the only difference. And genuinely, that's the only difference. Um, Avo says, Bobby, the score, no look, armpit goal. <laughs> uh, if that happens, amazing. Um, yeah, so my bet, my bet, Gav, eventually for you. I'm going to go Manny first goal mm. and Liverpool 3-1. Okay, I'll write it down. I'll get odds on it. Um, I have to give a list in to Ian tomorrow, so I will definitely put that down as one. And Manny absolutely has to do the celebration. Oh my God! Please, Sadio, please run over and dive in front of Pep Guardiola. Yeah, Chris says you should get a referee on to discuss VAR with you. Uh, there will be fireworks. Gav versus Martin Atkinson. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I would get on to Dermot Gallagher. He's actually well. As, Kev, as Kevo Sullivan says, there, it's it's still the it's still a people problem. The tech is exposing them, but it's not exposing them. You see, that's the thing. It, it may be exposing them to me and you, but there's nothing changing. You know, you're not seeing Martin Atkinson or John Moss being relegated to the Championship or League One. It's not happening. It's it. They're actually using it as a decent backup for themselves without wanting to use it. It's 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 hilarious. Atkinson's actually got a game this weekend as well, which is diabolical. Course he has. Course he has. Because you have to remember, all these fellas have to be trained up on this now. So it's not like you can just start throwing them out and bringing fellas up from League One, League Two referees because they probably haven't been trained on it. It's more of a closed shop we're in the referees probably now. If you look, after you look deep into it, who's being trained and who's being properly looked after when it comes to it. So it, for me, it's an absolute mess. And as I said, it'll take an awful lot. And trust me, we'll, we'll come on here on Sunday in the Fatback Four. I'll probably come on Monday and look at the weekend's games. And I can tell you, we're going to be talking VAR and more mess ups. We really, really are. There'll be a, there'll be a drinking game invented, uh, for, VAR mentions. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. that, that, that's where it's going. Look, we better leg it. That's 50 minutes. Um, we're messing now. Um, <laughs> that's been the Fatback Four Daily. Uh, Barry, thanks a million for joining me. Not a problem, Gav. I was glad to be able to help. No worries. And listen, if I don't speak to you before Sunday, enjoy the game. Um, yeah, that's it. And we're same t- to you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a million, mate. And look, that's the lot. We're back tomorrow night at 10 pm. It'll be our last show before the game on Sunday. And uh, I'll I'll organise a guest before then, I promise. That's been it. Have a good one. Over now. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to say for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickups. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. 
15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.